Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Dix Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Thanks everybody for joining me in the studio for Comedy Arcades. A fun game, part panel show, part vicious competition. How vicious it is, is up to my guests. We have got three lovely comedians today vying for the prize of everlasting glory. And that's, yeah, that's that's literally all we've got. We're on quite low budgets at season one. So, um, <laughs> season two, cash prize, season one, <laughs> glory. Let's introduce the contestants. Contestant number one is the lovely comedian, actor, writer, Elida Arden. Is there anything else on that list? No. Okay, no, good. So. Nice and um, efficient. You should learn to dance. <laughs> Belly dancing, I think, is my forte. Ah, nice. Um, well, I'd say do some, but it would be really unfair on the people <laughs> listening because they won't get to enjoy it. And the next in line, we have the effortlessly stylish Debonair. I put a little bit of effort in. Tom Tech. <laughs> I'm raising the bar every time I see Tom because I make such a fuss that I don't know what he's going to turn up in next, to be honest, like full suit of armour. <laughs> well, I do have some silk pantaloons that I might bring out. <laughs> and the, the final, third and final player, we have the absolutely brilliant Barbara Streisand sweatshirted Pope Lonergan. Hello, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, uh, by the way, just to think, this I put on this hand rub, it smells like pure vinegar, but I'm really worried everyone's going to think that's my bodily scent. So, hand rub, vinegar, not me. I didn't uh, want to say anything. So we can get, that's fine, yeah. Just, you heard uh, it here first, people. Pope Lonergan <laughs> smells like vinegar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, let's do it. Let's, let's roll the balls. It's a really satisfying sound. And the first ball out is ball number 25, and that is irrational dislikes. I don't know if this is an irrational dislike. I think it's a perfectly rational dislike, but my the level of my rage, I think, is irrational. And it's when people misuse the phrase, to beg the question. OK. <laughs> because, we will hear more. <laughs> because what people usually mean when they say that is, well, that makes me think of. And that's not what it means. <laughs> to beg the question <laughs> is to answer a question 
in terms provided in the question. For instance, how does this sleeping potion work? By virtue of its soporific qualities. <laughs> but, so if you answer by giving no more information, that means to beg the question. Is you're, you're begging the information off the question. And really smart people use it and it fucking boils my piss. <laughs> do you bring it up or do you just silently fume and give yourself an answer? I, it depends on the circumstances, but I will I will oft, often bring it up. I can't do that when it's the radio. So somewhere there's probably another podcast going on where they're like irrational dislikes and it's like people that bring up, like people that correct you yeah. in a conversation and don't just let points go. It's like there's this guy, Tom Tuck. <laughs> I went through a phase of um, searching the phrase could of, you know, could space OF, mm-hmm. yep. which isn't what anyone means when they type that, but searching that on Twitter and quote tweeting it with could have. <laughs> and just doing that solidly for an hour. I'm, do you I, find it therapeutic? I really do. <laughs> but, but people who follow me are like, can you please just stop this? I'm going to say my irrational one is uh, you. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I love you, Tom. <laughs> It's all very loving in the studio. Well, I'll support that. Elida, have you got an irrational? I do, design? and it's very—it's a little bit on PC because you're not supposed to. It's not the Welsh, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really going to have it. a detrimental um, impact on your points. If so, <laughs> big if true. Look, nothing against the Welsh, but no, seriously, um, <laughs> um, you're not supposed to shit on a whole group of people, but. <laughs> I fucking hate models. I mean, yeah. Like, legitimately hate them, male and female. I work in casting, that's my day that's job. That's nice. Yeah. Equal and opportunities, um, yeah. They're just, they're pointless. They're pointless, pointless, vacuous beings that have no capacity to look after themselves and function adequately in this world. I think, like, they're, like I, I don't understand why they exist. They just sort, sort of turn up and stand there waiting for people to flock to them. And, like, plug in the gaps of their ridiculously underdeveloped personalities. Sorry. Um, they're also... I know, I'm being absolutely scathing here. But there's a reason for this. Like, again, it's not necessarily an irrational dislike, but my hatred of them is irrational. Um, they, they, they never turn up on time to anything. They don't hold conversations. And they're completely and utterly self-centred. And I can't. I, can't, I literally... I can't. I can't. Do you reckon it's saying in the culture though that's they're, they're kind of uh, they uh, they're rewarded for that behaviour? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, being a model myself, yeah. I, I kind of I'm, I, I take umbrage with some of the words you said. But... <laughs> can I do mine? Mine is I've got an irrational one. I've got it's, it's pickle chunks, and there is a derivation for it because I used to know a kid called Kyle, and he was really um, like he had a like sock in a cup handshake, and he was like a bit. Ugh. And I remember he once. Uh, spoke and had like pickle chunk on the corner of his mouth and it just reminded me that like we're, like a Branston like a, bra- a whole oh, chunk right. and it made me sick and um, I remember it just feeling deeply uncomfortable but not being able to uh, broach the subject to him that he had a pickle chunk on his face and just his lack of self-awareness over the weight on his face uh, <laughs> it, I found irrationally do you think that's why Branston brought out the smaller chunks I think it was yeah yeah <laughs> it, that, guy. I was just a, that he used to make me safe and like I, I don't know why and every time I saw someone eating pickle it's, it's like when I judge someone one for having a weak chin and it's not their fault it's totally out of their hands but I'm like you can put more effort into growing your chin like just stop so that's well, well men can you know like, yeah, they go, yeah, the beard yeah, around it so. yeah it's trickier for women yeah I mean 
the older you get, the more it becomes accessible to you, the beard. Um, I've got three. <laughs> Just a little bit of cross-hatching. Yeah, I've got, I've yeah. got three, three chin hairs now. They all have names. I've got the, um, the Chinnigan. That was the original, the OG, and still the best. I've got the White Dwarf, because for some reason it's bright white. And yeah, a slightly more furry one. Just slightly out of I've, I've got a persistent <laughs> nose hair that is a completely different like size and strength to the other hairs anywhere on my face. Yeah. It's it's like it shoots out <laughs> straight out of my nose and re- reappears every sort of four weeks. Yeah, like a spear. <laughs> yeah, and it goes from like like the chinigan goes from zero to to like. Like it's it's almost pubic, mm, like, mm-hmm, but it's just mm-hmm. like how did I not notice that? And then once I do, I spend the whole day doing like a chinny reckon, oh like because I'm same. aware of it, but I can't mm, do anything about it. Yeah, it's bad, right? Anyway, we've, I don't know how we got onto that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of the game. Are we are we all are we all out of um, irrational hatred? Mm. I think so. Yeah. We all feel very triggered by Elida's um, model. Yeah, <laughs> the tirade. I'm so sorry. Spin that wheel. I don't need to spin it this much. It's just I do find it very therapeutic. And it's ball number four, encounters with famous people. I'm going to jump straight in. I'm going to jump straight in. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> As I say, I worked in casting. Sorry, buckle in, lads, because this is a story. <laughs> this is an actual story. I'm ready. Um, I work in casting, and I got the job um, after sort of freelancing and blah, blah, blah. And in the interview, I was they were like, how would you feel about like meeting you know, famous people that you really admire. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm very, very professional. I'm so, so, so professional. And I'd been there for a week when I was sat in the office and in the kind of internal messaging system, um, one of my colleagues messaged me being like, Emma Watson is in the building. She's just gone to the loo. Now, I'm a fucking massive Harry Potter fan. <laughs> like, huge, got the tattoos and all that sort of shit. And um, I just, cool as a cucumber, just stood up and was like... I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> like, just dead to the office. And everyone was like, nobody announces it, but for some reason, I was, so I sort of walked in and I go in and I see like her skirt going into the loo, like one of the two cubicles. And I'm like, damn it, I'm going to have to like figure this out. No, no, no. So I'm like, I'll go into the loo and pretend to pee and I'll time it coming out at exactly the same moment. A new woman comes in, like some other colleague. She's like, oh, hello, are you the new coordinator? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like you're getting into, like, in the way of my like Emma Watson stalking. <laughs> and, and so she, she then... I sort of like fob her off. I go in and I shut the door and I hear the toilet next door flush and I'm like, ah. So I fake blowing my nose. I'm like, sort of thing. Chuck it into the toilet um, and then come out. And she's there just looking like a dream. Um, And she's like checking her makeup in the mirror and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, how do I make this look as though I haven't just like followed you into the toilet? So I just start like casually like washing my hands um, and she goes over to the um, what's my the hand dryer and I don't know what possessed me to do this I like not only sidled up to her to share the hand dryer with her <laughs> but like disgustingly close like, like just like not okay levels yeah, in, of close in these days that seems even worse yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know and she like and she's like immediately like sort of backs away and I and I'm like oh yeah, right like absolutely hun you do that because there's a psycho here and, um, and she she like backs away and I'm like oh do you know what never mind 
I'll just use toilet paper. And then, like, <laughs> and then I go and like locked myself in the toilet and like sat there like hyperventilating about it. I waited till I heard her leave. And then, like, went back to the toilet, like, to the office, like, all sweaty and red-faced. And, like, they were like, why are we, what's the matter with you? And I was like, nothing. It was two years before I told my boss that story. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a sidle's kind of fine, but a sidle to share a hand that's That's a great story. Um, I think you should have played your double or nothing before telling that story. Yeah, that's oh, good Because mine is Dawn French says I was a clever boy. Yeah. Oh, that's I nice. kind of want to hear about that though. That's heartwarming. <laughs> I mean, we just did, we were doing a, a radio job with her, and uh, I was basically voice voices in the you know in the crowd, <laughs> but they had, had to have someone else there to do it. Um, and so I was you know free for a lot of the day, so I was just doing a cryptic crossword, oh. and she came and sort of le- leant over my shoulder. You're a clever boy. Uh, that's on the poster. Cool <laughs> quotes. Yeah. yeah, love it. I um, I met so when I was at uni, instead of how like I had pictures of like the director Mike Lee on my wall. I, I really love Mike. Love Mike. Lee I so love. Much. I adore Mike Lee. Love him. Uh, and when I, he did a play, strange enough, called Ecstasy, uh, in I can't remember which London theatre, and I went to see it on ecstasy and when and this was just this this it wasn't planned it was just like a holdover from the night before where i was all fucked up and you know with ecstasy when you become kind of like i went to see the film good night or good luck on ecstasy <laughs> oh did you oh, no, that's, great, yeah. that's a great film. i love that yeah um yeah so yeah when you when you're on ecstasy you know you become like over familiar and you like develop a false sense and of connection and that's not going to work well with mike lee is it so no i went up to mike lee and my opening gambit was you've got a face that looks like it's been stuffed with packing nuts right and he he didn't answer he just like looked so i followed up with like an amazon package and then he just went and then i, could, and then I registered his upset so to try and make it better i said and i've got a lot of time for that because i love amazon packages <laughs> really smooth that situation <laughs> And my friend was like, what? why did you just... I felt, I still think, Mike Lee, not that you ever would, but I'm very sorry. Like you, It's just he's got like a droopy dog face, doesn't he, he it? Does, yeah. It does, but he doesn't suffer fools gladly in any situation. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I saw him um, doing the <laughs> Q&A at the National Student Drama Festival. Yeah. I, I had been selected as an actor to go to the National oh, Student wow. Drama Festival. And everyone else there has been selected as actors or directors. Yeah. Or and... He did a, just the withering scorn he gave to some people who asked questions yeah. who were like 18 years old and trying their best. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh, this no. is a broad broadsheet reporter who should know better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll still... Oh, Mike Lee. He's, he is a genius. Oh, oh my he God. He's an incredible genius. Well, um, I booked John Richardson for a corporate gig years and years ago and um, he wasn't, it wasn't very famous then. But, you know, still, I've been watching him. Glee Club was a really big fan. So I booked him because that's a great way of making a friend, I thought. Uh, <laughs> that's why you're doing this. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, just paying people to spend time with me. So I thought, yeah, this is how it's going to work. We're going to become best friends. Um, but my friend fed me into the room that he was waiting in before he went on because he was the events manager. He was like, go and meet John Richardson. I was like, I don't, I don't want to. Once, once the time came, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. So they, he sent me in there, shut the door. And I got stuck on what I would describe as a conversational carousel where I didn't have anything to say to him. So I kept saying, 
well, I hope you have a good show. And he kept saying, yeah, you have a good night. But he didn't walk away. <laughs> so then he was like trying to fill the gap with chat. And I was like, he was like, yeah, so, you know, I'm just going to get ready for the show now, making all the noises you make when you want someone to fuck off. And I was like, yeah, so, yeah, hope you have a good night. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't move. And I could feel like an out-of-body experience, like, get out, Vix. But I was just stuck there. And um, it, it wasn't a brilliant night for all of us um and then i saw him in the glee club a few weeks later and he started it with does anyone work for this brand that i worked for i was about to go yeah and then my friend was like shh no don't draw attention to us at the comedy (laughs) club and because i didn't say anything he went on to say it was one of the worst gigs he'd ever done so (laughs) (laughs) presumably not because i wouldn't leave his dressing room but certainly that didn't help (laughs) (laughs) what what year was this oh god 2013 i reckon i was going to say you could have brought up leeds united but we were not very good then (laughs) that probably wouldn't have helped i think then i drunk tweeted him about it and um then had to delete it the next day so (laughs) sorry john if you're listening John sorry <laughs> there's a weird thing I do with other like I did it was where when I met Stuart Lee um, for for the first time uh, I went like w- went for a drink with him and because Ooh, I wa- the like, clang of an we've, been exchanging, we've been exchanging emails mate he, he recommended my podcast in his newsletter so, yeah I saw uh, that I saw in. that yeah, yeah, he uh, loves it. Stuart Lee has twice quit smoking and given the rest of his pack to me oh. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> so I'm sorry, lucky. Don't, don't listen to this, Bridget. <laughs> He's never oh yeah, smoked. you just forced him. Yeah, but you did that. You do that thing when you want other comedians to see you as a peer because you you know you're in comedy, even your elders. Um, so, but then you overcompensate. So when like we went for a drink with him and he would say something, I'd go, "Now nah, what you've just said there is bollocks, and I think you know it's bollocks, Stuart." And like I was just being rude. <laughs> Oh, and he's just like, what are you doing? Like, like, oh my god! Why are you just being rude? You rude, this rude guy. Should you be allowed to speak to anybody? No, no. <laughs> These two. Or so- certainly anyone with a surname Lee, no yeah. matter how it's spelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the, 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 what the first time Stuart Lee gave me a pack of cigarettes earlier in there. I was so lo- he was just looking after them for a friend. Right? They weren't oh, his. Yeah, they yeah. weren't his. They weren't yeah, his. Yeah, they weren't yeah, his. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get dobbed in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the witch dressing room we were in, and I opened one door and he was sitting there and he was reading a book and he, was, he sort of turned it over and looked at the cover and it was the, a biography of Hawkwind and he went, I mean, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Well, this has been illuminating. Right. <laughs> oh, what a day. Um, right, and this is ball number 15. The worst gift you've ever received or given. Now, I've had some really interesting answers mm. for this. So, no pressure or anything. I've got, I've got one that I've given. Okay. I don't know if it's necessarily funny, but it's just the only thing I can think of. There was a, there was a, um, a person that I, I fancied, and they they happened to have uh, anorexia, with really serious uh, like eating disorder problem. And you want to try. This and... is called comedy. Okay, <laughs> no, it don't matter. We'll get around to the comedy. It can be a, it can be a mixture of uh, different. Uh... Are we just going to be shitting on models again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. When when but I, I wanted to kind of we spoke about stuff. I spoke about my addiction and that. 
and I wanted to try and show like, oh no, I, I, I understand, like I understand where you're coming from. I was in rehab with people like that, etc., etc. So I bought her a book that was about uh, anorexia, but also about the uh, Dunblane massacre, and it tied those two things together. And I uh, bought her that book as a way to show that um, I'm, I understand your pain. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is, that is a terrible gift. It was an awful gift. How did it go down? No, not very well. No, <laughs> Were you uh, there when she opened it? Yeah, she, and then I, but then I, I, I oh, when I'd given me. it to her, I realised straight away, like, this was, you, <laughs> what's your thinking here? And then I went to her, I don't know why I've done this. <laughs> it was, the, the trouble is, it was so thoughtful, and yet so far oh, off. No. Like, it's like, like, you understand why. It wasn't but, a Toblerone. It, like, yeah. really, you mutated, put it, like, like, too thoughtful into something just, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, very bad, uh, bad idea for a gift. I've never received. I don't know. I, I don't. I can't think if I've received any. No, I, I usually like people usually put thought into it, even if it is just something that they've bought on the way oh, to. Yeah, yeah. My, 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 you're a grateful, nice person. See, I, I <laughs> my, 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 my brother went to uh, Kenya recently. Here we and, go. Um, well, I've, I've never lived there. I have lived, I have lived in Malawi, in Bots, and uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, but, <laughs> Oh, I started primary school in Malawi, oh, um, Bishop dear. Mackenzie School. Uh, You're my favourite. And, and, and I got some something from swimming in Lake Malawi that made all my hair fall out and my, and my, my body turn pink, and it was a week before the, uh, the class photo. I would um, have opened with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, mean, why didn't you double or nothing this nonsense? Well, I, tricked I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't going to say this, but, <laughs> but it was a week before the, the class game. photo, and uh, so there's like eight white kids... 15 black kids and a pink ball. Flaking <laughs> <laughs> mess. Like a recently wanked cock. <laughs> could, you not, could you not have sat the photo out? Like, because you ruined it. I didn't it. think about it. Like, <laughs> what, what shade of pink? Are we talking like shade of your tie or are we talking like flamingo? Uh, yeah, well, so it was very sunny as well. So. <laughs> Tom's tie is like a baby Chris. pink for those listening, um, um, and the flamingo is like a neon pink. Uh, what I was going to say is, my brother went to Kenya recently, um, <clears throat> and he said, oh, "Anything you want?" And I say, "Oh, I really like um, the metal art with paint paint on it." You know, mm-hmm. so that like, you know, sometimes the in more actually more in West Africa, they'll do like homemade posters for films, and they're just they're just really odd. Yeah, yeah. Like the perspective's off and it's just like, it's like almost like folk art. I said, like, if you see anything like that, you've got it. And he brought me back an iron sculpture of a dung beetle. <laughs> <laughs> that is not anything near. <laughs> what did I That's a terrible thing. It, it, it is why he just thought weird shit. Like, yeah. it just wants yeah. weird shit. Yeah. Weird metal shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I was a You're a man of culture. It would have been a talking point in your home. I definitely put pride of place. Like. Yeah. Well, I, I, sort of, I sort of, you know, um, left it at my parents' house. And, he, and, he, and so it's just like on a shelf in one of the rooms. And Sam's like, oh, you didn't take that. <laughs> got a lot of stuff in my house. Sorry, Sam. Just a space for Just didn't, didn't make the cut. <laughs> Sam that doesn't listen to podcasts. So oh dear. Well, it's all right because we can out him in. I'll find him. <laughs> He's not on Twitter either. <laughs> I've never really like. I put like a lot of thought into presents and stuff. Like I'm, I'm very like. I love giving presents. I'm, I'm a little oh. bit awkward about receiving them because I'm always like, oh my god, no, please, I'm such a piece of shit. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, oh. But oh, that's quite dark. Sorry. Come on, come on, come I don't know if I want to give you a point for that or not. Um, <laughs> but like, I've the first present that like. 
my partner and I got each other years and years and years ago now. He was like very much in love and kind of went overboard. He got like tickets to see like a musical, like a little hotel, blah 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 blah. And I got He bought you a little hotel. <laughs> <laughs> what, like yes, from Monopoly? A, just a small boutique, <laughs> yes. And then charged me to stay uh, in it. Um, <laughs> um he he we got a room, blah blah blah. And I got him a key ring. <laughs> and I like and oh, at no. this point, like he'd already given me his present and I get had to give it back. But like I was prefacing it by being like handing over this like shittily wrapped package, being like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could, could could you not have spun it to like, let's move in together? <laughs> Hearing of hope. That's what would happen in the comedy in the rom com. Absolutely, the key to my heart is our future. Oh, yeah, but you're still together. Yeah, I mean, on oh, and there off. we are then. On and off, over that's the years. fine. So you won that transaction. <laughs> Took a small break after that incident. No, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, my worst present. Um, I was with a guy and he was like, oh, I'm going to give you a present. It was Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you a present um, at dinner. And I was like, fuck, he's going to propose. And I spent the whole dinner sweating because I knew I did not want to marry that man. Um, couldn't enjoy my steak. And um, it was a bracelet. And uh, we broke up <laughs> shortly after. Because where do you go from that? I, was like, I spent the whole meal going, how do I tell him? Maybe not now? Maybe another time? And he was like really excited. And there was a box and it was like glowing with stress yeah oh god I think just a blunt no if you don't want to just no 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 and he tries to do it again goes but and you go no no then hit his nose with a newspaper no (laughs) down boy (laughs) I wonder how many people have accidentally like gone on to get married because they were proposed to in a public place and you just you you have to say yes don't you or risk being viral yeah (laughs) being that bitch (laughs) I was trapped in a five year relationship for like that just because I couldn't like we were both in a kind of relationship where both of us were waiting for the other one to die just so we had an escape room (laughs) but it was because of like as a matter of circumstance like we were trapped in this thing and yeah I think loads of people stay the course for that for to avoid we did awkward yeah 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 Yeah, definitely I don't want to do this at Las Iguanas (laughs) (laughs) anyway let's move on Um, right we've got ball number I'm not not very good at this, am I? Um, number two, it's first dates. Oh, I've got. I lied to you. Did a little snigger there. I want yours first. Well, look, I've been <laughs> the best starts with story. <laughs> We're gonna be caveat. I'm playing double or nothing then. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're you're gonna win that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically, I'd I've been in a relationship for on and off like twelve years now. So like. First dates have been thin on the ground for me. So what comes to mind is my actual first ever date. Amazing. Where I think I was about 15 and I'd fancied this boy, we'll call him Critchard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quick thinking. <laughs> and, and I was obsessed with him for like the whole year. And then finally he asked me out and I was like, oh my God, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And we, and then I was like, so we're like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one night he came round to my house and he was like, uh, can, can I take a lighter out? And I was like, oh my God, yay. And he took me to the train tracks. And um, <laughs> he took, flag, red flag number one, took me to the train tracks. Yeah. And then proceeded to uh, find a broken printer 
that somebody had dumped on the side of the train tracks and then find a broken umbrella that somebody else had dumped and bash the broken printer <laughs> with the broken umbrella and I just stood there and watched him that while he was like yeah isn't this amazing that is a great date I am so I am, that is perfect I, I, like, I, I had a well it's, it's not a date but you just made me think of this um, uh, our dishwasher stopped working at uni and okay. so so the uh, the landlord just said, uh, "Oh, I'll tell you when the council have told me to put it outside. Can you put it outside then?" And me and my partner went, "Yes, all right." And then we got 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 a little bit drunk on the night and said, "Shall we take it into the field that he did?" What is wrong with men? So we took it into the middle of the, the meadows in um, in Edinburgh because we lived on the edge of the meadows, uh, and we hit it with two bed slats until it fell apart. I, I, and then we picked up all the bits, put it back inside, but we left it in the middle of the meadows, and it was gone by six a.m. I remember that, that these men love doing this. Like I got, I got, I got. Have you seen Fight Club? It's sometimes nice to destroy something. <laughs> Like I've got, I got mug. I, a guy came to our front door at uni and tried to mug me on my front doorstep. And rather than turning him away, I went, "Do you, do you want to come in for a ketamine party?" He came in. We did loads of ketamine. How together. much ketamine had you had at that point uh, that you thought that was a good idea? Of it, mate. Can, I, can I mug you? Do you want to come in? He, no, he, he on, tried to on. mug us. We invited him. Ended up going ketamine party. He took us uh, like all around Portsmouth and then to Fratton to an abandoned uh, place with like scrapyard and like was like squaring up to cars and punching cars. <laughs> and I remember standing back, going like. I am really living my best life here. Like, this is such a wonderful experience for me. I watched 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure on Ketamine. Did you? Oh, oh, how God. was that for you? I almost missed a subplot about a wig. Oh, mate. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the emotional thread. <laughs> Tom, you played Double or Nothing. Oh, yes. Like, um, where, where are we going? With, where are we going from here? I, I Glasgow. <laughs> Amazing. We, uh, we go from a field in Edinburgh where we were hitting a washing machine. So I was, I was living in Edinburgh, and uh, um, if you want to go to like music gigs in uh, Edinburgh, you usually have to go to Glasgow because if they do, if they do one stop, it's Glasgow. And if they come to Edinburgh, it's sold out immediately. And so I, I want to go see Adam Green from the Mul- mm-hmm. it used to be the Moldy Peaches. Yeah. Um, it was his second album tour, I think it was. Um, uh, and of course, only stop is Glasgow. I think just did London, Manchester, Glasgow before going to Europe. Um, and I invite someone out for a first date to go see, to go to a concert in a different city, which you're like, oh, there's no escape route there, is there? That's really... <laughs> anyway, we went. I wore my uh, uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley branded visor. Uh, very pleased with myself. And... <laughs> <laughs> we got there. We... Are they paying you commission? Because you, you bring them up a lot. <laughs> I love I love that you got a vibe on American Ashley. That's incredible. Uh, I but... mean, we, we're not getting into this now. I found though, it in a charity but... shop. It's denim with uh, gold stars denim. on it and, a, and red red underneath. Oh, that was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost it in Glasgow. Let it go, Elida. <laughs> I lost it in Glasgow. I was going to ask if we buy it off you, but anyway, please carry on. <laughs> well, I, I, every, so oft, every so often I, I search eBay to see if I can find them. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, we had a nice time at the gig, um, and we'd, we'd got the bus um, there and back. It's not it's not that different to the train time-wise. And, um, Great oh, insight. <laughs> isn't adding adding colour to the story? Yeah. Like, yeah. Textures, <laughs> textures, and layers. Well, so the, um, sexy context. Um, 
I don't know if you've ever been to Glasgow Jonglers. It's, the, it's just directly opposite the bus uh, station, so we were like... Sexy ah, context. Let, let, <laughs> let's pop in, because it's turned into a nightclub by now. <laughs> so we went in and had tequilas oh, and missed God. the bus. <laughs> oh, no, what happens next? <laughs> and we went... Went to the bouncer. Do we have to pay to get in again? We just missed the bus. He went, nah, come in. <laughs> Had tequilas and then missed the next bus. <laughs> Repeat four times and we managed to get the 3 a.m. bus, by which point I'd lost the visor. At least you were running, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they would have started running again at six, but there, 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 there aren't um, bars open in Glasgow after three. So, so was that a good day, would we say? Yeah, had a Mary Kate and actually had a visor on. I think it's yeah, but, uh, yeah, but he lost it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a tragedy. It. It's a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Such a sad story. Then, yeah. then we're in a three-year relationship. So, oh, oh there we nice. are. Then, so it was oh. a good day. It ended horribly. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Is that the one whose wedding you went to? No, no, uh, no. I've. No. <laughs> So it might, so although, might. Although this one apparently calls her husband Tom too to his face. Oh, oh god! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> the no. one that got away. <laughs> Thank God you got away. <laughs> worst, <laughs> worst Tom, better Tom. The previous one, better Tom. Your worst Tom, new boyfriend. <laughs> the, the last time I saw him in person, um, uh, it was to get my passport because. I'd, I'd moved out and broken up and I couldn't find my passport. I said, you've got my passport, haven't you? She went, no, no, no. Four months later, she goes, I found your passport. <laughs> you did have my passport. You tidied it at some hostage. point. And that still hasn't... So we met up, so she didn't give, give me my passport. And I was working on um, uh, an Edinburgh show in which I told lots of heartbreak stories. And she said, well, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing that. She, said, she looked, like, terrified. I said, are you talking about me? And I went, actually, no. Oh, <laughs> brutal! And then she went from... Like terrified to like really like jilted angry. Yeah. Why not? How dare and you? I do not, not recommend talk you, about me. I do not recommend you say this to anyone if they ask why like, you are not talking about them. I said you don't quite fit the narrative. Nothing worse than being the one that got left out of this yeah. like, rich tapestry of heartbreak. I so mine's mine's in the first date, but it's the second day, and again it was like a, a girl I ended up having a relationship with, uh, and she broke my bloody heart. Yeah. And, uh, what we like. So I on the, so on the, just like, hit I, some things, and then you'll stop the hurting. Yeah, us. yeah, just screw up the girls. <laughs> I thought you we covered your your best first date story with the fella with the catamaran. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't a date. It was just your best life. <laughs> that was just a, yeah, just a moment in my history. Um, so no, my my first, so it's the second date. So on the first date, I found out that me and uh, this girl we both had the um, uh, same operation where we'd had a bit of our bowel and our ilium removed. Right, I had this big operation. She'd had it as well. Um, but I knew that with, but through the telling of the story that I'd had two extra centimetres of my ilium removed and she had. So on my next day, I brought along my medical records to prove I'd had two extra centimetres on my <laughs> ilium removed because I did not want her to win that one. And that Small ilium energy. And that, that, that blossomed into a wonderful relationship. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that story. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of weird competitiveness. I, I'm, 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 I was tr trying to construct a joke, but I, I'm not sure if the facts I'm on... Are, isn't ilium the name for Troy? <laughs> that's yeah, Iliad. Ili no, that's, no, that's the story. Oh, right, ilium. So, il ilium... 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think I had a teacher that kept calling me Ilium once. <laughs> yeah, Ilium is a small intestine, you see. Yeah, yeah. Is that Mr. Critchard? <laughs> right, we're on the last we're on the last round, guys. And it's ball number sixteen, drunk behaviour. Oh. Right. <laughs> I um I was doing an improv gig um uh in Edinburgh and uh there was an interval and I said to Everyone, I'll run and get a round of drinks. Who wants what? And they'd shut the bar, which is not how I'd run a gig. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a really bad way of running a gig. So I was like, oh, well. And then I ran it, almost literally ran into my friend Dave. And he said, oh, there's no, no drink. No, there's no, no, no booze. And he went, I'll sell you this bottle of vodka for a fiver. And I went, ten, because I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Around, and no one ordered neat vodka, so no one, no one drank neat vodka with me. But you, but I, I drank committed a bottle, to I eat the course. Yeah, I drank a bottle of neat vodka, and then we went out to the pub, and then we were just. <laughs> then uh, we were um, leaving the pub, um, but as we were doing so, I noticed another friend because I was, you know, not, you know, taking many decisions carefully. <laughs> So I just followed the other friend, <laughs> went, went to a club, and then I went home. And no, the problem was I had on a hat. That was my first mistake. Actually, okay. no, probably not my first mistake. No. <laughs> a series of mistakes that led up to this point. But I was wearing a straw hat. And then, as I was leaving the club, some men took the hat from me. Oh, no. Three men. And they started like, throwing it over my head, you know, playing Tommy in the middle. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't want to be in Bullying. the middle. I didn't want yeah. to do that. So <laughs> I thought, I thought really cleverly, I thought, <laughs> if I get one of their things, then I can swap back for my hat. Right. So Businessman. Again, that's the mm. business. Yeah. That's the businessman the that paid <laughs> 10 for something that was offered by. <laughs> I thought, uh, if I get his glasses... He'll definitely want them back. Oh, no. I know I can get my hat. I mean, where's the lie? That is true. He, he would definitely so, want those. So I went to grab his glasses, and he was not wearing glasses. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> just sort of poured at a man's face. <laughs> and they battered me into a wall, oh, no. and then threw my, frankly, now useless headgear down upon me. <laughs> And I wandered the streets of Edinburgh, concussed. That story is concussed and so... lost and alone and just like fingering the hat oh. like, like a rosary. Oh. That, that's... Oh, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> and I walked the wrong direction and ended up at my friend's house. <laughs> to, to, uh, knocked on the door and they were like, "Are you all right?" No, I don't know where oh. I am. Oh, oh God! Don't drink any vodka, kids. No. What? <laughs> That, that, I love that. That was fucking great. Mine, um, mine is... It was so dramatic. It took so many turns. It was, it was an odyssey. We've had the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. Ilium. That was very Ilium, yeah. So, so highbrow. So, so yeah. mine isn't drunk. Well, I mean, I, I had years of drink, but it's usually like blackout drunk. So it's more crack heady. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <when, laughs> 
so when so when I was here, so when I was in Philly, um, it was actually on a family holiday. But I was like my my mum and dad with my auntie Dave and Sylvia, uh, Sylvia were actually like friends of family. But so I would go off in the evening on my own. They would go and do their shit, and I'd go on my own in Philly. I ended up uh, meeting uh, two guys. Uh, one of one of them had like hardly any teeth. Said his name was Films. I went, oh, why did you call yourself Films? He went, because I love films. <laughs> Okay, jeez, mate. And there were two guys on the porch. Uh, when there was films, he was looking at porn on his phone. And there was another guy who was very much dead. Uh, he was pretty much. This guy was very posthumous. <laughs> and films, film, films was all right. Like I was getting on with him. And uh, and so he invited me back to his house. Uh, like I don't really know what the theme of the interior decor was, but it's tarpaulin and blood a theme. There was a lot of tarpaulin and blood. Proper crap then, right? And his opening gambit, we was all like high as a kite, his opening gambit was to, like, welcome to home, was to show me, and I apologise, a necrotic gunshot wound on his leg, this deep cavernous wound, right? His girlfriend or whoever it was, she grasped him up. She went, oh, that's absolute rubbish. He's never been anywhere near a shotgun. That's just a diabetic ulcer. So he was just saying, uh, he showed me this big wound. And he looked and he went, look at that, man. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great wound. <laughs> I love what you've done with it. I love, I love what you've done with it. <laughs> that's the crackhead version of that scene. That's um, the scene with Rene Russo. And- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then he told me, and he told me to, he told me to put my hand in it. I went, nah. He went, put your hand in it to prove how deep it is. And because. He was really tweaky and scary and intense. You just had to do it. I, I didn't want to make. I didn't want to say anything to make him kill me. So I said, "Oh, what about infection control? We really must adhere to that in your crap den." <laughs> he said, "No, it's fine. Just sandwich bag your hand." So he went in the kitchen for to look for a sandwich bag. Couldn't find one. I thought that's as good as deterrent as any. He's got. He won't make me do this. And he went, "No, no, it's all right. We'll go shopping for a sandwich bag." <laughs> So we went round Philly, cracked our eyeballs, go shopping for a sandwich bag so I could sheave my hand and dip it into his diabetic ulcer to prove he had a good amount of wound depth going on. <laughs> but then we didn't find a sandwich bag and we ended up just watching female gymnastics on the telly for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being really fun. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're right. That was a very crack-heady story. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That is crack. It leads to, it leads to wounds. <laughs> you're writing a book. Is it about this? Because I would it's buy, got, it. It's, buy it. It's <laughs> got, I mean, I'm, I'm sharing an editor with David Attenborough. I don't, I don't think he's got that. <laughs> well, um, look, yeah. my story is not anywhere near as hardcore or as epic. <laughs> It's just dumb. Um, <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> Tom got beaten up. Well, well, this is it, right? Okay, so I was I was at uni, which is where a lot of the worst sort of drunken stories happened, and um, I had broken up with. Um, my sort of first big, big, big love boyfriend, but we were still part of like the same friendship group, and um, we'd sort of gone back home for the Easter holidays and we were having like a night out and it was all very and I was full of spite because I'd heard that he'd like kissed some other girl at some point like earlier in the week and I was just like raging seething underneath bearing in mind that like we'd broken up like three months ago so like I'm just mental I'm <laughs> telling you beat up a dishwasher <laughs> take it into a field here we sit and so we go and I basically out of spite 
just sheer spite decide to get fucking wrecked and make out with the first person yeah, that I see in front teach of him. him. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, fuck you. Right on. Um, and um, and I do it. I, I make out with man, and man don't remember his name. Um, man is like, hey, do you want to go get like some some chips or like a subway? And I'm like. Yeah, cool, let's do that. Um, and I'm like, make sure that Mr. X is watching me leave with uh, with man. And um, and we, we leave. And man says, oh, I'll get on my back, I'll give you a piggyback. Oh, no. um, and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, cool, um, So I get on his back and we go down the road a little bit. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a feminist? You need to get on my back. <laughs> you get on my back. This is an equity, equity. Um, and so he climbs onto my back, and I'm there, drunk as fuck, in six-inch heels, like wobbling all over the place. And inevitably, my ankle buckles under the weight of my own stupidity, yeah. and it's gone. And I, I don't realize at the time I'm so drunk that I don't realise it I carry on the rest of the night like hobbling around I wake up the next morning it's like black and purple and I have broken it oh, um, no. <laughs> um, and I told my parents because they're, they're very conservative and they're very well they're not they're Turkish but they, they never knew that I was like full on like that um, and they're like how did you do like this feminist. how did you do this and I was like uh, uh, well uh, you know I had a bit of wine and my mum was like how many glasses and I was like three and she's like three and I'm like bitch I had like two bottles <laughs> and so I was like oh, I was taking a man somewhere somebody, somebody fell on the dance floor and, and then they rolled over my foot and I fell down with them um, and I went to the hospital and they called me the dancing queen because all the staff knew that yeah, like that, uh, that was a bullshit story <laughs> We'll but yeah, there you go. That's my little. I think, I think Emily Pankhurst went through saying uh, similar to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. she, she, she gave a pick it back to a horse. Yeah, no, Famously, I've just now figured out we, we can look up who Critchard X is. <laughs> you can draw the lines, for sure. Like, <laughs> join the dots. <laughs> right. Well, I do the maths, the very hard maths of adding up like nine and seven and something like hard maths. Uh, Let's go around and talk about where we can find you guys. Elida, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and I mean Facebook, but that's a ghost town, so don't bother. Um, and yeah, my name is spelt weird, so definitely like look at the the write-up of the podcast to figure out how to spell it and find me. Oh, you're giving me more credit than I um, <laughs> Fine, it's I-L-A-Y-D-A. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm there. Okay, and we can catch you just... Around and about on the comedy circuit. Around and about on the comedy circuit. When it's back fully. Thomas. Hello, you? I'm, I'm at Turley God across the internet um, and you can buy my DVD from Go Faster Stripe or direct from me if you want a physical copy. Um, yeah, what's the DVD of? Um, the the Heartbreak Stories and um, every straight-to-DVD uh, straight Disney movie. Nice, cool. Oh my God. I've already got it. Um, I want that. Yeah. I'm going to buy it. There's <laughs> only a few left. The, yeah, for, uh, <laughs> Limited stocks. Because <laughs> he only made a few. They don't usually make physical DVDs anymore, but the show is called Tom Cut Talk Goes Straight to DVD. So I was like, can we actually print some, please? <laughs> and so I've, I've got one box and Chris has got one box and that's it they're never going to be printed I'm going to get one there get but you can get the digital version from the Go Faster Strike website I probably should do that because I don't know if I've got the capability to physically play a DVD I've just got carried away with your upsell uh, 
Well, you got, you got a bit of extra art as well. I did. I asked for more. Cute. <laughs> Women, we need to do this. Equity! Equity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pope, what about you? What are you uh, yeah, I'm Pope Lonergan, um, and you, you're gigging kind of all over the country. You can find my podcast, Pope Lonergan is Plimmin and Lompin, and uh, I've signed a book deal with Penguin, but that Woo! won't be out till 2022, so little little way off yet. So Might have edited this by then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's have a look at the scores then. So in in third place, but by one point, it's a lighter. You really like you r- nearly romped to victory on that last round, just to say. Um, in second place, one point in it, it's Pope. But um, yeah, when he <laughs> yeah, Tom Tuck ran away with it on thirty-two, but it was very close. <laughs> I've still had two centimetres more of my ilium removed. Oh than my you, god! So, uh, I think right. it's the ilium you know. that did it. I think it's the ilium that did yeah, it. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. you're missing a bit of ilium to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You lost yeah. by two to centimetres, well mate. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Pope Long again about his ilium. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody, and I'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. There will be a new episode with new competitors and new balls every Friday. If you like what you've heard, I've been Vix Layton, and this is Comedy Arcade. Please tell all your friends, rate the show, and hit subscribe. And if you didn't like it, I've been Drunk Women, and this podcast has solved some crime. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.